Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Discipline in your rebuke, O oh God, that they won't throw in a towel, O oh God. That they won't revert back, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus for power to keep their hands on the plow, to continue moving forward, to continue in the things of God. That they're strong and courageous, oh God. Your word declares that even the hairs on our head are numbered. So you know every situation, you know every person, you know every hiccup, you know every temptation, you know every sin. And God, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you will help someone to continue moving forward and not going back, oh God. This is not a season for going back. There's nothing back there for us. Help somebody not to return to the same unhealthy relationship. The relationship that's outside of the will of God. Give them strength, oh God, to know their value in you and their worth in you. Give someone strength, oh God, to not turn to something to soothe the pain no alcohol no weed no cigarettes oh god teach them how they can be dependent on you and you alone oh god let them know that it's possible oh god let them know that these are light afflictions oh god that we're facing oh lord that you have something prepared for us oh god that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard oh god help the pastor oh god that's struggling with the decision to open doors or not oh god Help them to hear from you, oh God. Help the mother, oh God, that's terrified, that's full of anxiety and worry, oh God, and returning their kids back to school, oh God. Help them, oh God. Help the person who's concerned about the unemployment benefits being cut short, oh God. Let them know that you own all the cattle on the hill. Hallelujah, Jesus. Somebody can't afford to return, oh God. Their life depends on it. And so we, your people, the saints of God, pray for the people of God. That you would give them you, oh God, so that they won't have to go back. And that they will receive you. Your word declares that you stand knocking at the door. Help someone to open the door, God. And to receive you. And it's in your son Jesus' name, God, that we ask these things. And we pray for Pastor Keith, Lord. We thank you for his heart. We thank you for his wisdom and how he's led his people during this time that you've entrusted him with. God, grace him now as he stands here. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. That he will proclaim what you've ordained for him to proclaim in this hour. We thank you for him. God, we lift up our pastor to you right now. I feel led. If you're, if you're tuned in, join me. I don't know if you're a visitor, but join me in lifting up our pastor right now. We thank God for his strength. Yes, he's been strengthened and grace to do this. But two years in, 
Let's pray for him. Father, Father, continue to fill him with your wisdom. Continue to give him understanding, oh God. Don't just give him wisdom, but give him understanding. I pray that you would continue to send people that will uphold his arms. People that won't make pastoring difficult. We know that it comes with challenges, but people that will hear your voice through him. We pray for his visions and his heart desire concerning the work that you've entrusted him with. We pray, oh God, that you would send signs that you're with him when it gets difficult and trying. We pray against the enemy's tactics, that your angels will protect him as he pastors your people. We thank you for him. We thank you, oh God, that we know we're submitted to someone during this hour who's committed and bent on doing the work of the Lord. Not for fame, but for your glory. God, we thank you for him. We don't want to take it for granted how he loves and how he shepherds, oh God, with an entire family, an entire job, still praying and checking on your people. Give them a fresh wind this morning, a renewed vigor. We love you, Lord. And I pray that the hearers of your word today receive it and it falls on good ground and it doesn't fall by the wayside. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let us receive Pastor Key. I hate to put you on the spot, but you know the Israel Houghton song, Forward? I just felt that in my spirit where it declares I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. If you could play that softly, if you know it. declare that the Lord wants us to somebody needs to know that this morning this morning that we can be encouraged that he makes all things new 
and as he makes things, all things new, will follow you forward, Lord. Not going back, but will follow you forward. Hallelujah. So grateful for the spirit of the Lord that's in this house this morning. I pray that in your homes you feel his presence. We'll follow you forward, Lord. Hallelujah. You can take up your Bibles. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And I want us to go to verses 5 through 6. I've been in this vein for the last few weeks, and I want to culminate what the Lord has been speaking on these last few weeks. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Verse 5 declares, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6a says, In all your ways acknowledge him. I want you to underline that in the spirit. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the fruit of the loss. The fruit of the loss. I've been on this series called Lessons for the Lost, Navigating Through the Uncertainties of Life. And if anybody knows anything about this season, this is an uncertain season. And as we wait on the leading of the Lord in the face of uncertain times, the Lord is waiting on us to manifest fruit of uncertain times. I want you to hear what I just said. As we wait on the Lord to lead us in the midst of these uncertain times, the Lord is waiting on us to manifest fruit in the midst of uncertain times. Somebody may be saying, why, Pastor Keith? Because the fruit that you manifest will determine how the Lord will move. Y'all stay with me. The, the level of fruit that you manifest will determine how the, the Lord will move on your behalf in this season. Yes, the Lord is waiting on our faith. Yes, the Lord is waiting on our focus. Yes, even the Lord is waiting on our fortitude, but it's the fruit that we manifest that causes the Lord to move. It's not your faith. I know I'm messing up somebody's theology. It's not your focus. It's not even your fortitude that causes the Lord to move, but it's your, your, fruit, your fruit. Somebody put that in the comment box. I, I've got to produce the right fruit. Therefore, the question we should ask ourselves during such uncertain times is the producing in this season pleasing to the Lord. That's a question I've got to ask myself because the reality in this season is either way, we're all producing fruit. But is it pleasing? I know you may not feel that way, but in this season, you're producing some level of fruit. But we need to know, is it pleasing? Is it the fruit of worry or is it the will of God? Is it the fruit of wandering or is it the will of God? Is it the fruit of weeping or is it the will of God? Is our fruit pleasing to the Lord? And, and, and hear this, because I know somebody may be saying that's kind of tough, Pastor Keith. I'm not saying that this season has not caused many. To, to worry. I'm not saying that this season has not caused many to even wander on this journey. I'm not even saying that this season has not caused men to weep in this season. But I am saying that this, this, these responses should not overwhelm fruit that is pleasing to the Lord. You can, weeping may endure for a season, but joy needs to come in the morning. There, there, there's this fruit that God is looking for. Because our worry, our wandering, and our weeping does not move God because God, watch this, moves only according to his will. This is why Christ declared this 
in his own place of uncertainty in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Notice what place where, pe- where, where, where Jesus literally cried tears. Uh, uh, and the Bible says that these tears became blood. The Bible says um, he said, not my dying be done because Christ continue to be lost until he learned to produce the fruit that reflected the will of God. In this season, if I don't want to remain lost, I've got to be um, determined to produce fruit that reflects the will of God. That's why so many people, to include believers, can remain in seasons that are overdue. Uh, that, that, that's mental seasons that are overdue, emotional seasons that are overdue, maturity seasons that are overdue because they failed to catch up with the will of God for their lives. They did not produce fruit that is pleasing. Y'all got to stay with me. Y'all know how you can hold on to memories that God desires for you to let go? That's a season that's overdue. You can hold on to relationships that God desires for you to let go. That's a season that's overdue. You can hold on even to behaviors that God wants you to let go. That's a season that's overdue. I've got some, we have many believers in overdue seasons. Still lost, even while God watches, is trying to lead them elsewhere. I believe that God is trying to lead us elsewhere in this season. But God is saying, I need you to reflect um, fruit that reflects again for us to produce the fruit that the Lord is in the seed. Because when we don't remain season, if we don't produce the fruit that reflects God's will. I, I want to understand this. This morning I want to ensure that when we transition out of this season or when this season passes that we transition as this season passes. When God says this season is over, I don't want to continue to operate like it's still a pandemic. When God says this season is over, I don't want to operate like a season that's still in economic shambles. I want to transition as the season passes. God says it's response. Your fruit needs to line up with my will. Therefore, we must produce fruit of the loss that the Lord is seeking. So this morning, I want to minister from that subject. What is the fruit of the loss? What's the fruit of the loss? I want us to look at verse 6a. I just want to walk the text, y'all. The first portion of verse 6a says, in all. I want you to stop. In all. Y'all know how Beyonce had that song, Say My Name, Say My Name. Well, God ain't like that. You can say his name, but be unfair submitted to his name. We, we've got too many believers that say the name of the Lord, but they're not fully submitted to his name. You gotta do more than say his name. Somebody put that in the comment box. I gotta do more than just say his name. In other words, God is not pleased with just a piece of you. God is only pleased with all of you. He, he needs all of you. This phrase in all in our text is translated from the Hebrew language to mean whole or, or in other words, the will of God in this season is that believers should give the Lord their whole life. So here's my first point. The fruit that God is looking for is a life given to the Lord, a life given to the Lord. If you 
that should be on the screen, a life given to the Lord. Therefore, the question we got to ask ourselves in this season is what part of me have I failed to give to the Lord? All right, that, that's a good question. This is why Psalm 9-1 declares that praise to him should be with our whole heart. Uh, Psalm 119.2 declares that we should pursue him with our whole heart. And Psalm 119.34 declares that we should practice his word with our whole heart. Why, why, why is this significant? Because what your heart is devoted to, you will be directed by. The reason why God can't direct you in this season, because a part of your heart is devoted to somewhere else. And here is the problem with many believers in, in, our, in this season. The portion of their lives that are devoted to other things more so than the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm so mad at this thing messing up, y'all. Here's what I want y'all to know. Notice this. This is why political affiliations dictate your decision in this season more than the Lord. Because a part of you is more devoted to a political party than the Lord. I get so so tired of Christians on social media talking about the Republicans this and the Democrats this. You need to be more devoted to God in this season. Ah, The opinions of man dictate your decisions in this season more than the Lord because a part of you, watch this, is more devoted to the opinions of man than the Lord. Y'all, y'all, y'all more worried about what men will say rather than what God will say. And, and this is why, watch this, even more, uh, y'all ain't gonna like this, but your denominational beliefs dictate your decisions in this season. Because you're more devoted to a denomination more so than the Lord. This is why we are admonished with these words in Proverbs 4.23. The Bible says, guard your heart above all else. For it determines, watch this, the course of your life. Oh, y'all got to, that's, that's good to me. The Bible says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Because whatever portion of your life that you don't give to God, he can't guide you. The portion of your life that you do not give to God, God can't guard you in that, guide you in that area. This is why folk will coddle their children more than letting God lead them and how to guide and raise their children because they are, watch this, their hearts, that portion of them has not been given to God. You better give your kids to God. Oh, Lord, stay with me. I done knocked out my whole screen, y'all. Lord. Y'all stay with me. Uh, people will give themselves I've got this is why we do stuff called um, baby dedication that's not just rhetoric that's not just something that we do but we do it so that we allow the Lord to know that I've given my kids over to God and and this is why God can't guide them y'all stay with me so I gotta figure out what portion of me have I not given fully to God What portion of me have I not given fully to God? I done knocked my whole screen out, y'all. Y'all got to stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me, y'all. It's coming. That's the bad thing about technology. I've got to figure out what portion I have not given to the Lord. And and not only that, consider this. The, The reason your mind can't find a level of clarity in this season is because maybe you haven't given the Lord your mind. The, the, the reason why your money 
isn't adding up in this season, maybe you haven't given God your money. I tell people this all the time, and I love sharing this testimony that our church is doing now in the midst of a pandemic before we had a pandemic. You know why? Because we give our money to God. Uh, that you got too many preachers, too many um, people that go to church that's giving their money to a preacher rather than God. That's on another subject. And the reason your ministry isn't flourishing in this season is maybe because you haven't given that ministry to God. Therefore, the only way, watch this, you will get through this season will be dependent upon what you give up and give to the Lord. Ah, that's good news to me. God is saying, I'll get you through this season. I'll get your money through. I'll get your kids through. I'll get your health through. And God, y'all, you got so many folk that got superstitions. You got folks saying, I'm just building my immune system. I'm taking this and I'm taking this, but you haven't given your health to God. God says, I want to direct even your health in the midst of it. And watch this. Because it's uncertain, I've got to give it to a certain God. Ah, because God's will in this season is that he, he wants all of us. I keep trying to say this. It's been this theme that I've been going through during this sermon series that God is saying he wants all of you. And the only reason, we, the only time that this season is going to pass for the body of Christ is when we give our all to him. In other words, hear this, we've got to make sure we have a life that's given to the Lord. Here's the second portion of verse 6. Hey, um, it says your ways. Let's stop there. Your ways. Because hear this, it is possible for the Lord to direct the life of a believer and that believer still be disobedient to those directions. Y'all ever had God tell you something and you be like, oh, thank God for the answer, but we still disobedient to the directions. All right, that's not going to get us through this season. Therefore, it's not enough to have a life that's given to the Lord, but we also must have a life, watch this, that's governed by the Lord. So, so the second thing is, and that should be on your screen, the fruit that God is looking for is a life governed by him. In other words, watch this, does, um, does his word and his will govern your ways now that's good that's good to hear i want i want to say that question again does his word and his will govern your ways the writer of psalm 119 understood the significance of a life governed by the lord this is why the writer declared this in verses two through five of the text he said his ways were preceded by contemplation of the word y'all know before you do something i just gotta think how the word applies to what i'm about to do he said contemplation comes before my ways he says his ways are corrected by the word we need to stop getting mad at folk when folk give us the word to correct us that, that that was found in verse three then he says his ways were commanded by the lord so it's not my logic it's not my experiences but it's his words that command me and then then the bible says that was in verse number four of psalm 119 and then it says because the word was the cornerstone of his ways that's verse number five, a life, watch this, governed by the Lord. Ah, that's a lot to, to, to unpack, y'all, but you got to ask yourself, is my life governed? Therefore, the way in which we know if we have a life that is governed by the Lord, we must ask ourselves these questions. Do you consider the word before you act? That's why you're still lost, because you ain't considered the word. Do you allow the Lord, the word to correct us after we act. I know, God, I'm so sorry that I not, did not consider your word, but at least when your word came, it corrected me. 
Do, do you heed, watch this, the commands of the word concerning your actions. Uh, that, that I don't move unless the word tells me to move. I, I don't do nothing that goes in violation of his word. And watch this. Here's the big question. Is the word the final authority on your decisions? Authority, authority. Somebody put that in the comment box. The word has to have authority over my life. If we cannot be confident to and agree with these questions, then we must question if our life are governed by the Lord. Y'all heard what I just said? If I can't be confident in these questions that I just asked or I just posed, then I can't be confident that my life is governed by the Lord. And watch this. I'm not saying that we get it perfect. Some, sometimes, y'all, I didn't contemplate the word on that, but I will allow, allow the word to correct me. I, I, I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't get it right on that point, but when I saw that there was a command in the word, I got it together. Right? And the word has to be the final authority over my life. Because watch this. Here lies the problem with many believers. We, we will allow the word to assist our lives, but we won't allow the word to have authority over our lives. Did y'all hear what I just said? We'll allow the word to assist our lives, but we won't allow the word to have final authority over our lives. What, what do I mean? When, when I hear that the word says that if I give, it shall be given unto me. I like that word, but I, I'll let that part assist me. But I don't want the whole counsel of God to have authority over me. And the reason why you're still stuck is because the word of God doesn't see a life that's governed by him. This is where, where the word does not have an authority. Watch this. Wherever the word does not have authority in your life, neither does God. Whatever portion of your life that the word doesn't have authority, neither does God. How do I know? I'm not speaking anything just out mystically, y'all. John 1 and 1. Write that down. John 1 and 1. Here's what the Bible declares. In the beginning was the word and the word watch this was with God but here's the key thing and the word was God so every time I disobey the word I disobey God therefore I disobedient to the word in this season is a reflection of our disobedience to the Lord ah, listen when when prophets ain't prophesying in this season, because they just prophesy on foolishness, y'all. I heard some folks say that, ooh, after, after Easter, coronavirus is going to be gone. That's people don't prophesy that. Oh, no, just after Pentecost, the, the coronavirus is going to be gone. You know what? When the prophets miss it, the very surest word that I can receive is in his word. And God is saying, you looking for any and everything. You trying to sow your way out. You trying to receive a word from somebody. And God says, go to my word. And allow my life, your life to be governed by the word. Ah, that's good news to me. This, why is this so significant? Especially during seasons of uncertainty. Because when you can't find your way, you must be, remain governed by the word. Watch this. That does not fail. Men will fail you. Pastors will fail you. They won't tell you this. But this pastor will fail you. All right, bishops will fail you. Wait, wait. Many people put their trust in their stocks and their stocks will fail you. So God says, when things seem uncertain, the surest thing that you can rest upon is my word. Because my word will abide always. This is why the New Living translation of Isaiah 55 and 11 says, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it will always, watch this, produce fruit 
It will accomplish what I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. So you know what? If the Bible says that his word will prosper everywhere I send it, you know what I want to be doing? I want to be following his word. Because that means that if I follow his word, I'm going to follow prosperity. And the reason why some folk ain't seeing a level of prosperity in this season is because they're not following the word. I've been straight in this season, y'all, because I've been following the word. I don't know about you, but God is gracious and you can follow the word because wherever he sends it, it shall prosper. That's good news to me, y'all. Ooh, that's good news. So watch this. Even while we may be trying to figure out this season, God says the word concerning you in this season will not fail. If he spoke a word, it won't fail. You don't need to know the why in this season. You don't even need to know the what in this season. I don't need a, a prophet to tell me the when in this season. But what I do need to know in this season is the word. I promise you the folk, this is why I come on. When, when the old folks say, I never seen the righteous forsaken or see begging for bread, that, that, that's because they don't walk with God and walk with his word. And they realize that while all the young folk is losing their mind, the mothers are doing well because they're following his word. Woo! I need to know the word in the season. Somebody put that in the comment box. I need to know the word. Uh, you will prosper in any season when you are governed by his scriptures, his word. That means those that are failing in this season are those who are not governed by his unfailing word. Woo. Because the Lord's will in this season is for our lives to be governed by the Lord. So watch this and I'm almost done. You got to have a life that's been given to the Lord. You got to have a life that's governed by the Lord. And watch this. The last portion of verse 6a says, acknowledge him. Many, watch this, want to see glory after this. But the Lord is looking for glory in this. <laughs> Ah, did y'all hear what I just said? Many are declaring glory after this. But God is saying, I want to see my glory in this. Ah, this is why our text says, acknowledge him. Because the fruit that the Lord is looking for in this season is a life that glorifies the Lord. Therefore, we must ask ourselves in this season of disease, in this season of discord, in this season of devaluing lives, has my life glorified the Lord? I believe the lives of many, especially believers, glorifying disease, they've glorified discord, and they've glorified devaluing of lives rather than glorifying the Lord. You know, I had a, I was just at, um, I went to lunch with a chaplain, y'all, somebody that should know the word. And this chaplain kept saying that, yeah, I just don't understand how the, the, the left is talking about kids should go back to school. They don't need to go back to school. They need to go back to school. And then he's talking about Antifa this. Are you a believer? You're valuing discord. And God said, can you glorify me in this season? Ah, that's a shame you got believers doing that, y'all. Ah, I need to know, is my life glorifying God in this season? Here's what I'm trying to say. A life that reflects the character of the Lord and a life, watch this, that gives full credit to the Lord is a life that glorifies him. So I've got to ask myself, 
in this season, has my life reflected the character of God? And not only that, has my life given him full credit in my oh, uh, glorify, glorify, glorify? A life that reflects faith. It says, Romans 4.20 says that glorifies him. A life that reflects long suffering. Y'all can't even do one week of a shutdown. God says, can you suffer long? Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.9 says that's a life that, actually Romans 5 and 3 say that, says that's a life that glorifies him. A life that reflects, watch this, righteousness glorifies him. That's 2 Corinthians 3.9. But beyond a life that reflects that, that uh, a life that says the Lord is fully responsible for the reflection of my life. I don't boast in and of myself, but the only reason I can produce faith, the only reason I can produce long-suffering, the only reason I can produce righteousness is because of God. Somebody say, because of God, because of God. We reflect the Lord's character for his sake, and we reflect the Lord's character because of him and him alone. Y'all got to stay with me. If you desire for the Lord to move in this season, then you got to ask yourself, did we manifest faith? God's looking for that because the Bible says faith glorifies him. Uh, did, did, did you manifest long suffering? Are you trusting on him to help you endure? God says that glorifies me. And then in the midst of all of this, can you produce righteousness? You got folk cussing out folk in this season. Believers, you got folk scheming folk in this season. Believers, right? They're not reflecting righteousness the character of the Lord in this season. Because in seasons like this, in the midst of chaos, conflict, and crisis, watch this, somebody needs to see the Lord's character, his glory. The reason why this is so critical is not just because God is mad at folk. It's not just because God uh, don't want nobody to come to him. It's not just that God is trying to punish us in this season. God said, I need believers to stand up and reflect my character and give me credit because somebody needs to see. Watch this. Even in the midst of a pandemic, they need to see his glory. And we got believers that can't reflect his glory in this season. You wonder why this season is still here. Watch what Hebrews 10, 2 and 10 declares. It calls believers the sons of glory because we are ordained to be signs of his glory. That means someone's ability to see his glory is dependent upon your life. Here's what I want you to do. Here's a little assignment. Those that are closest to you in this season, ask them, how well have you seen God's character in my life in this season? No, 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 not when I was doing well, not when it was sickness in the land, in this season, because somebody needs to see his glory. I don't want to just see glory after this. I want to see glory in this season. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to just walk around just waiting on the glory of the Lord to show up. No, I want to see it in this season. And God is saying, I'll move if I find a life that glorifies me. So here's what I want you to know. The manifested fruit of the lost will produce the manifested fruit of the Lord. What do I mean? This is why we should ensure we produce the, the fruit that the Lord is seeking in the season. The Lord is seeking a life that has been given to him.
a life that is governed by him and a life that glorifies him. The manifestation of this fruit of the lost will cause the Lord to move on behalf of the lost. Listen, God moving in my life, y'all. I don't know about nobody else's life. He moving in my life, all right? Yet many believers want to know how the Lord will move, especially in seasons where we seem lost. I, I want you to look at the latter portion of verse number six. The Bible says, and he shall direct your paths. Here's the critical thing about this. It, it, it leads to this assumption that if we produce this fruit, God will guide us in the season. Ah, and that's good news. That's, that's what we want the Lord to do. But hear this. The word direct and the word paths are the same word in the Hebrew. And this word in the Hebrew means to make smooth or straight. Ah, stay with me. So in other words, God says, not only will I guide you in the midst of an uncertain season, but he says, I'll make your path smooth and straight. In other words, he'll guard you. So that means that even though it may form against me, it will not prosper. I, 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 I'm so glad that I can be in a season where God says this pandemic may, may have formed, but it won't prosper against you. I'll guide you and I'll guard you. I know that pol police brutality is at an all-time high. It may form, but it won't prosper against you. I know that there's political unrest, but thank God he'll guide me and guard me. God says, I want to guard you in this season. That as a believer, that I can walk in the midst of uncertain seasons, an uncertain time. But it won't derail me in my journey. Many people have got derailed in the journey. They, 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 it's one thing to be guided by God, but it's another thing to be guarded by him. And God says, if you manifest the kind of fruit that I'm looking for in this season, I'll guide you. But I'll make that path smooth and straight. I'll guard you. That's good news. Let us go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that there is yet fruit that you are seeking from us in this season. God, we ask for forgiveness if we have portions of our lives that have not been given to you. God, because whatever is not devoted to you, you can't direct. Somebody's holding on to their children in this season. Somebody's holding on to their mind in this season. Somebody's holding on to their money in this season. And God says, give them to me and I can direct them. God, you want all of us, not just a piece of us. So God, we declare, God, that whatever we have not given to you, we'll give it up and we'll give it to you. We'll give it all. As a matter of fact, God, we, we ask for forgiveness for our lives have not been governed by you. We haven't given contemplation to your word. God, we haven't given, been commanded by your word. We, matter of fact, won't even allow your word to correct us. But God, we declare on this morning that your word will be the final authority over our lives. For your word declares, God, wherever you send your word, it shall prosper. So God, many of us have been lacking prosperity in this season because we have not followed your word. We'll do that in this season. And God, we pray, God, that our life glorifies you. Forgive us. 
God, for glorifying discord. We put black lives and pitted them against the police. God, we, we've glorified, God, the political affiliations that we have. We've pitted Republicans against Democrats. And God, we've made them more valuable in our lives than you. And for that, God, we say sorry. Forgive us, God. But we'll only glorify you. We'll reflect your character. We'll give you all the credit for that character. Because somebody needs to see not glory after this, but glory in this. And God, we pray that as you guide us, you'll also guard us. Somebody is nervous about sending their child back to school. God, but if they have to, you'll guard that child. Somebody's nervous about going back to work this week in the midst of people, God. God, but if you guide us, we'll trust that you'll guard us. God, guard us, we pray. Make our paths smooth and straight. For God will produce the fruit of the lost in this season. We love you and adore you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. There may be somebody who says that I don't know this God. That can also guide and guard me. And you're saying, I want to give my life to Christ. It's a great time to give your life to Christ. God cannot direct what is not devoted unto him. So this morning you say, I want to give my full devotion to Christ. That's a good decision that you've made this morning. But hear this, that decision comes with caveats. That means I've got to know the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. That I'm in need of a savior. If that's you, you're in a good place to be. Then the Bible says in John 14, 6, that, that Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father but by me. That means I need the right Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. If you can make that declaration, then you're in a good place. And then the Bible also says that, that watch this, even the demons believe. They can believe in them, but not allow God to govern or lord over their life. If you say, I want God to lord over my life, you made the greatest decision you could ever make, and you've given your life to Christ. If you've declared all those things, we want to follow up with you. The Bible says make your salvation and election sure. I want you to email the church at churchoffice at waytampabay.org and we can help you walk out this thing called salvation. I'd love to be that person. We'd love to be that people that can make your salvation and election sure. And then not only that, somebody may be saying, I want to join this church. I've heard a lot of fluff in this season. I heard a lot of hype in this season, but I've heard none of the word. And this morning, you've heard the word. And God is saying, you need to be connected to a house that preaches and teaches the word of God. I'd love to be your pastor. Send us an email as well, and then we'll follow up with you. And in the soon coming day, when God opens up these doors, I'll embrace you. We'll wrap our arms around you as a church family, and we'll walk in this journey together. Amen. I want to say this to my church family. I love you guys, and I promise you, stay strong. God will guide us in this season. God will guard us in this season. I'm praying for the days that God gives me the release so that we can open up these doors. But watch this. Your pastor is a pastor that tries to operate in the will of God, in the wisdom of God, and in the word of God. And I don't want to do anything prematurely. I want you to be safe. So when we open up these doors, promise you that your pastor has labored in prayer and that God has said it's time to come back in. But until then, stay encouraged. 
I want you to know that God will keep you in the midst of this season. And here's the other thing. I want you all to do me two favors. I want you to pray for the Hall family. Pray for the Hall family. Pastor Alec Hall lost his wife over this past week. That's my wife's sorority sister, um, Jackie Greaves' sorority sister, Shakita Henderson's sorority sister. She lost her life to the coronavirus. All right, we got, and, and listen, I'm not saying anything, but all I need to know, y'all to know, we've got to operate in wisdom in this season. All right, for all that I can do, I want to keep my people safe, but let's lift them up. For the Bible declares, those who mourn shall be comforted. There's a pastor that lost his wife. There's a husband that lost his wife. There's a daughter that lost her mother over the course of this week. So lift up the, the Hall family. And then I also want you to lift up our very own Kimberly Ruth. Kim, we're praying for you. We love you. We'll undergird you. She lost somebody in her family as well. I want to believe it was a godmother or godfather. So we're praying for you. We want you to be strengthened. We pray that the prayers of the righteous will strengthen you in this season. And then in the soon coming day, we'll embrace you. But God is the greatest comforter you can have. So know that, that we're praying for you and your family. I love each and every one of you. And at this time, I'm going to ask my wife to come up and take us further in the service. Amen. Amen. Thank you for staying tuned in. We just have a few short announcements. So the first announcement, I want to discuss our Adopt a Teacher initiative. The Way Church not only wants to support the success of students for this upcoming school year, but we also want to support our teachers as well. And so the Way Church has several teachers that are in need of supplies for the upcoming school year. And we want you to help us adopt our teachers so that we can take care of them. And there's two ways in which we would like for you to support our teachers. The first, um, you can donate financially so that they can have all the supplies that they need. You could just give to the church because we we want to take care of them and just be your regular offering, which we'll discuss in just a moment here. Um, also, you can purchase the supplies directly from their supply list. So maybe you don't want to give it to the church, but you would like to go on and browse through. And if you want to choose that option, then please know that the church will send out links um, for their classroom needs this evening so that you can help ensure that they have all that they need to have a successful school year. So be on our outlook for that. Um, and this week at the way... Um, and. Um, this upcoming week, you'll see that information listed. Also, we want you to pray for our students, teachers, and education staff. Um, as the start of the school year approaches, let's add all students, teachers, and educational staff to our prayer list. Um, they all will be returning to uncertain and unprecedented environments, so we want to ask the Lord to cover and protect them during these difficult times. So don't forget that. I know there's a lot going on, but as it comes to your mind, as the Lord um, brings it to your remembrance, if you have a prayer list that you keep track of, just keep them in mind. It may not be your situation right now, or you may be able to keep your child home and um, they can do e-learning, but still pray for those who don't have that option. Let's keep them lifted as well as the education staff and teachers. So new semester of poor groups. We're excited about the start of our new semester of the poor groups. Your group leader will be reaching out to you within the next week to share the theme and start date for our new semester. So if you've never participated in one of our poor groups, 
and would like to join, and this is for um, the membership here at the Way Church, then please send an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org, churchoffice at waytampabay.org, and we can get you plugged into a poor group so that you can participate. And I can just tell you personally, it's just been a blessing. Um, the feedback that we've received from those groups, and um, they're virtual, it, it just has been amazing. The growth in individuals, um, and even I can speak for myself, has just been um, just, 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 um, just awesome, just awesome, and I thank God for it. So if you're not plugged in and you're a member of the Way Church, please, please, please email churchoffice at waytampabay.org and get plugged in as soon as possible. We don't want you to be disconnected from the house, but we do need you to take some initiative and let us know if you haven't already been assigned to a group. Um, now, women of the way, as a reminder, please check your emails in regards to our debrief meeting for the launch of our single minute mom's ministry. Um, the link for our 6.30 p.m. meeting tonight or this evening will be in that email. So please check your emails, um, Women of the Way. Thank you again for worshiping with us, and we invite you to attend our weekly virtual worship ser services every Sunday at 10.30. Um, and thank you all who have been tuning in consistently. We appreciate you. We do have a, some downtime throughout the week, and we go back to see um, who's connected, who's involved, and we just appreciate you um, staying committed to hearing the word of God. Let's go to God in prayer really quickly since we've been a dip. And I'm sorry, they just reminded me I forgot about the offering, y'all. Okay, listen. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing and in some ways. Um, the finance team is probably looking at me like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, the information should be on the screen. If you want to give via PayPal, you can go to waytampabay.org, and there is a giving link at the top of the website, or you can give via Cash App, and that option with that information is also on the screen as well. So um, just be faithful. Be faithful. You know what God has laid on your heart. You know what God has entrusted you with. Just be faithful to that, okay? That even giving should be worship. Everything we do, we should do it as unto the Lord. So make sure your giving is as unto the Lord, not to impress, not to appease. Um, just do as God has told you to do. We want to practice obedience. So if you want to give to the Way Church, we would appreciate it because it helps us continue doing what we need to do, both in the community and in the house. Um, then go ahead and do that right now. Amen. Now we can pray. Father, how we thank you for this morning, God. We just, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we just thank you for your consistent hand of grace, your consistent hand of mercy, oh God, over our lives. And we don't know, as the Bible declares, we don't even know what tomorrow will bring, let alone the next week, oh God. And so I'm praying not only for myself and those here in the house of God, but also those who are tuned in and listening, that you would just keep them, that you would give them you, oh God. And give them the grace not to return back to formal things, but to trust you, to trust you all the more, oh God. If anything this pandemic has taught us, it's taught us that the only thing consistent in life is you. It's you, God. And that's who we choose. That's who we want. We love you and we adore you. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Listen, thank you again for tuning in. I pray that you all have a great, great week. And we will see you next Sunday at 1030. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident. Because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.